Rosemary's Baby is a 1966 psychological horror film directed by Roman Polanski, based on the novel of the same name by Ira Levin. It stars Mia Farrow in the titular role of Rosemary Woodhouse. Music by Krzysztof Komeda. I'm probably butchering that name. Komeda also penned scores for Polanski's other films, Knife in the Water, Cul-de-Sac, and The Fearless Vampire Killers. Firstly, Happy October and Halloween season to you all. There are many films I could have chosen for this month's episode, but Rosemary's Baby is just so damn fitting. It has the occult, the devil, paranoia, evil, and very haunting music. All things that firmly belong in the theming of my favorite holiday. I'll give an early spoiler warning here, but I think most people know the plot of this film. It addresses the fears and anxieties of pregnancy and childbirth with the thinly-veiled conspiracy to bring about the reign of the Antichrist. Upon first viewing, and having not heard of the plot beforehand, viewers are in for a paranoia-fueled adventure from the perspective of our protagonist. Upon watching this film again, the signs are incredibly clear and obvious, but the movie is crafted in a way that this doesn't take away from any enjoyment. The film weaves characterization and subtle gestures together, along with the music, to make for a very trippy experience. Speaking of the music, I'm legitimately jealous of Kameda's work here. Being a composer, Kameda takes the concept of the New York jazz scene with a European influence and branches out into several different types of feelings and atmospheres, each fitting a different scene perfectly. Bass lines, staccato trumpets, sextet arrangements, all give the feeling of being near a jazz club in the city, walking by a New York shopping mall on Christmas, but something is always wrong in the back of your mind. I'll sample a few briefly. The opening theme is, unsurprisingly, a lullaby. What is surprising is that it's sung by Mia Farrow herself. We never see her do it on camera, but the idea of a mother's lullaby is wholly appropriate. This has taken a step further with how slightly eerie and haunting it is. This is achieved by the inclusion of a single minor note. A more common lullaby could sound like this. These are the notes D, F, G, and C, parts of the C major scale. Major notes are often happy, warm, and uplifting in sound when played together. But if we trade out G for D sharp, we get something sad and eerie. Played together, include a key change to G with even more sharp notes and in a more revolving manner. You get the full lullaby. Simple, but very effective, and when expressed by a breathy female voice with equally minor strings and chimes, it takes on an extra level of tragedy and foreboding. This lullaby is given the leitmotif treatment several times throughout the film, ranging from pastoral and comforting, to intimate and domestic,
too slower and slightly worrisome. Too stripped down and final. These variations accompany the plot and take us on an emotional journey. It's not very common these days to have a music score that you can hum easily, and for a horror movie, that's especially rare. It might not be the scariest movie you've ever seen, but that theme sticks with me and brings up instant feelings of anxiety and fear. The idea of the fragility of life, of infants, of the risks and tribulations a mother can go through. It's powerful stuff. The B-plot, hidden from Rosemary and us as the audience, is the coven of witches performing ceremonies and casting spells. We don't see it, but with Kameda's help, we hear a glimpse. This is covered in an early Hollywood imagining of what a satanic ritual might sound like. Dissonant chanting with minimal instruments, some occasional reverb, and wonderful atmosphere, always being heard through a wall just out of reach. This is a rather clever trick. It would not be appropriate to see these rituals because we aren't intended to have any more visual knowledge than Rosemary. We are along for the journey with her, not ahead of her. We have clues and may guess the plot before she does, but not because we have secret knowledge. While a modern movie might have multiple ritual scenes, we are left to our own imagination with just sound. I can't stress enough how refreshing this is. So many movies just tell us or show us too much, thinking we're stupid and can't put two and two together. Or worse, not letting us use our imaginations. Here, we have to build up to something with tension and suspense. That is, of course, until the dream sequences. These sequences are awesome. They are a mad blend of everything Rosemary is thinking about, worrying about, random words she heard the day before, jumbles of imagery and information. The pivotal dream starts with a fun boat trip, accompanied by a rather 60s pop rock song. But it soon descends, as does Rosemary, into a satanic ritual. Low strings, muted horns, wailing choirs, this is the stuff of nightmares and I love it. Tension, horror, unease, claustrophobia, 
everything I've ever felt when gripped by sleep paralysis. We can hear this again when Rosemary first sets eyes on her demonic offspring, screaming, What have you done to its eyes? Except this time, there is no dream, but a waking nightmare. There are other smaller pieces that accentuate further scenes, but as usual, I don't want this podcast to be a substitute for the film. Go get a copy of Rosemary's Baby, the original, and watch it this month. It's a classic for a reason, which is why I rank Kameda's score a firm track. Whether you are a veteran musician, movie buff, or just curious about scary music, thank you for giving this podcast a listen. If you would like me to review a particular film, artist, video game, or other piece of scary sounds, please leave a comment or message me on Twitter at abysme, A-B-Y-S-M-I-I. Trick or Track is a part of creativehorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>